How many of you read or heard of what was happening with the witches gathering in New York City yesterday? Anybody? Okay. Well, there was a group of witches that met yesterday afternoon in New York City to curse Supreme Court Justice Kavanaugh. It was a group formed by a, a person uh, named Dakota Brickale, I think is how you would pronounce that name. He calls himself a queer non-binary witch. Um, and he's organized three hexes against President Trump in the last year. And he said that this ritual is meant to be cathartic for victims of sexual assault. And there's a quote here from the website where this was advertised for the last month. He says, please join us for a public hex on Brett Kavanaugh upon all rapists and the patriarchy at large, which emboldens, rewards, and protects them. We are embracing witchcraft's true roots as the magic of the poor, the downtrodden, and disenfranchised, and its history is often the only weapon, the only means of exacting justice available to those who have been wronged by men just like him. He will be the focal point, but by no means the only target, so bring your rage and all the axes you've got to grind. There will also be a ritual afterward, the rights of the scorned one, which seeks to validate, affirm, uphold, and support those of us who have been wronged and who refuse to be silent any longer. They're gathering in Brooklyn yesterday at an occult bookstore and said they would use photos and effigies of Kavanaugh along with graveyard dirt and coffin nails to perform their curse. Uh, he said a hex is fundamentally different from a binding spell, which is about trying to block someone from doing something and limits others' agency. But a hex is a more direct attack. Again, a quote, witchcraft can offer the means of exacting justice that would otherwise be denied. And he also says that even if you don't believe in the magic of it, you will be given the space and affirmation of having your voice heard and feeling a sense of fellowship and camaraderie. And we're putting out the message that you're not alone, that you're, we're not leaving you alone with the monsters, unquote. In February 2017, there was a group of witches, also led by this man, who sought to use black magic to subjugate U.S. President Donald Trump by casting a binding spell to prevent him from carrying out his campaign promises. The, quote, mass spell to bind Donald Trump, unquote, was performed at midnight on February 24th, and the group pledged to repeat the spell on every waning crescent moon, quote, until Donald Trump is removed from office, unquote. The casting of this spell entailed a lengthy incantation calling on spirits and, quote, demons of the infernal realms, unquote, to bind Trump so that he, quote, may utterly fail in his office, unquote. There is actually a group of witches that live outside the White House and outside Trump Tower, and they curse Trump every day. There's a documentary made about this last year, and the main event in this documentary features a witch named David Salisbury and seven other witches surrounding a table festooned with, among other things, a cauldron sitting on top of a pentacle, as well as a $5 bill painted red to symbolize blood, and a piece of paper with huge block letters NRA on it. And Salis in the documentary, Salisbury stridently hurls curses at those he characterizes as merchants of mayhem, profiteers of pain, dealers of death, who fatten the blood of innocence and feast like demons on their corpses. He continues, quote, May your thoughts and prayers be turned to poison in your mouths. 
Salisbury is an activist witch with a social justice bent living in Washington, D.C., and he claims to use the craft to promote social justice and empower marginalized communities. He said, I've always felt kind of helpless, and if there's anything I can do that's even remotely effective, it might be magic. Yesterday, we have a, it was supposed to be 60, but it turned into over 1,000 people cursing Supreme Court Justice Kavanaugh. We have multiple gatherings, apparently every month, to curse President Trump. We have uh, people cursing even the NRA. If you have any, still, if you have any questions as to whose side you want to be on in the politics of the last two years, this should be the best example of who you do not want to side with. Because these people were not cursing President Obama. Not at all. In fact, the Salisbury witch, he says, I wanted to make this documentary to show Americans what Donald Trump's election has done to stir up spiritual beings. That's what he said. So regardless of how you feel about Trump personally, you do not want to be on the side of the people who are against him. Jesus said Satan cannot be divided against his own kingdom. Hello? Do you see, do you hear what I told you when I talked about Lucifer? Do you, and I said he doesn't come as this goat-headed man drinking a cup of virgin's blood. He comes like God, preaching love. Do you hear? We're all about social justice and acceptance and community. And, but it is, a, it is a we're going to pet your rage kind of acceptance. We're going to encourage you in your unforgiveness and offense kind of community. Did you hear it? They, they say they're about community and social justice and righting wrongs and fighting injustice and all that, but, but it's wicked. In Acts 13, Paul runs into a witch, a sorcerer, as the Bible says. Acts 13, 6-12, when they had gone to Paphos, they found a certain sorcerer, a false prophet, who was with the proconsul, Sergius Paulus, an intelligent man. This man called for Barnabas and Saul and sought to hear the word of God. But Elymas, the sorcerer, withstood them, seeking to turn the proconsul away from the faith. Then Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked intently at him and said, O full of all deceit and all fraud, you son of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness, will you not cease perverting the straight ways of the Lord? And now, indeed, the hand of the Lord is upon you, and you shall be blind, not seeing the sun for a time. And immediately a dark mist fell on him, and he went around seeking someone to lead him by the hand. Then the proconsul believed when he saw what had been done, being astonished at the teaching of the Lord. Go, Paul. Here's this Roman official, a governor of some sort, who the Bible says, Paul says, knew was an intelligent man. But he has a sorcerer in his court, probably on his council or his a group of advisors, his cabinet, for lack of a better word. That's a modern word. There will always... And I think I have to say that without reservation, although I can't prove it. There will always be witchcraft around legitimate authority. 
It's Pharaoh who was surrounded by court magicians that at first countered everything Moses did. It's Saul consulting the medium witch. It's Ahab and Jezebel surrounded by hundreds of prophets of Baal. It's Nebuchadnezzar and his group of wise men are mostly astrologers and soothsayers. And Daniel has to lead this group. Ancient Aztec kings in Mexico used to have to become possessed before they could be anointed as king. And they anointed them with human blood from sacrifices to Quetzalcoatl. It's Adolf Hitler and his very famous involvement and interest in the cult. It's Nancy Reagan and her astrologer planning Ronald Reagan's daily schedule based on astrology. It's, it's the Clintons and their aide Podesta attending what was called a spirit dinner where they drank various body fluids trying to contact spirits. For those of you who know the fiction, it's Wormtongue and Theoden. It's, it's a very common scenario that where there is legitimate authority with intelligence, Satan always plants witchcraft beside them. So if you've ever wondered why the decisions that get made in Washington get made, like how could anybody think that? Now you know. It doesn't look like Hollywood demon possession, but they're under a spell. If you've known normal people who got elected to leadership positions and then turned into different people, like what happened? They used to have common sense and intelligence. It's because there's witchcraft in Washington and Salem and every other capital in the world. How could a judge rationalize Roe v. Wade or Obergefell or the Obamacare ruling and like how could anybody with a half a lick of common sense rule what they did it's because they're not thinking straight they're under a spell is witchcraft real I know a whole bunch of you have that question you think I'm nuts for even saying what I just said are Kavanaugh and Trump in actual real danger or is this just a publicity stunt by superstitious lunatics? I totally agree that it's a publicity stunt. It, it's a show for the TV cameras. Absolutely. It's, it's a show. But they mean it. Some of them do. Some of them are just there for the TV cameras. But some of them do. But the Bible takes witchcraft as... It takes it for granted. It's stated as a fact. Deuteronomy 18 let no one be found among you who sacrifices his son or daughter in the fire, who practices divination or sorcery, interprets omens, engages in witchcraft or casts spells, or who is a medium or a spiritist or who consults the dead. Anyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord. You must be blameless before the Lord your God. Exodus chapter 22 verse 18 says, You shall not allow a witch to live. And then some of you are going to celebrate that next week. I'll just leave that alone for now. Revelation 21.8, Jesus says, The cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake of fire, which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. 
Also in Revelation chapter 9, the rest of mankind did not repent. They would not stop worshiping demons and idols of gold and silver and brass and stone and wood. And they did not repent of their murderers or their sorceries or their sexual immorality or their thefts. In Acts 19, Paul comes to the city of Ephesus and preaches the gospel. And this is what happened. The story of what happened spread quickly. The story is that's happening right here is the story of the exorcists that tried to use Jesus' name but got beat up because they weren't real believers, okay? That story of what happened spread quickly all through Ephesus to Jews and Greeks alike. A solemn fear descended on the city, and the name of the Lord Jesus was greatly honored. Many who became believers confessed their sinful practices, and a number of them who had been practicing sorcery magic brought their incantation books and burned them at a public bonfire. The value of the books was several million dollars. So the message about the Lord spread widely and had a powerful effect. Yay, Jesus. So the Bible uses the word sorcery and once in a while witchcraft. The word in Daniel is soothsayers. Uh, the word astrology is there. and So in the scripture and when I say it this morning, I mean, I mean all of the entire whole package together of what gets called the occult. It's witchcraft, it's sorcery, it's spells, curses, hexic magic, um, psychic stuff and mediums and clairvoyance and fortune telling and astrology and Ouija and channeling and automatic writing and tarot cards and trying to contact spirits and or worship spirits or and not so much in western culture but in the rest of the world it's idol worship and and there is devil worship both real and pretend that happens I would guess that most of your exposure to that is by Hollywood or music and there's plenty of music that glorifies that kind of stuff and if you know who they are you know and if you don't you don't but I suppose most of you do something happened in the 70s and everybody kind of went devil crazy and since most of you were alive in the 70s and young enough to be into secular music, you probably know who I'm talking about. There's too many to name, actually. And unfortunately, probably a bunch of you have seen a lot of movies and things you shouldn't have watched. And what gets called horror movies can get divided into really, there's a couple of different categories. There's the haunting ghost kind of occult type stuff. And then there's like slasher gore kind of murder kind of stuff. And But they're both from hell and then we have Halloween where we celebrate all that stuff and dress up and thinks it's funny and it's harmless and meaningless there there really are there's four different I guess not categories but groups of people when it comes to belief in the occult there are the practitioners and the followers of these things the true believers who really, truly want to worship the devil and they want spiritual power and they believe in the power of curses and hexes and spells and they really are out there doing ceremonies and doing stuff that is unmentionable. And then there's the, a wide, a very wide swath. Most of the public that's not Christians that 
are unbelieving. They think it's just fun and games, and it's somewhat spooky, and it's an adrenaline buzz to watch a horror movie, and they check their horoscope, but it's just really for a laugh, and I don't really believe it because I am way too scientific to believe that the stars actually govern my life, but it's kind of fun to check on my on my Zodiac and my horoscope, and it's kind of fun to go to a haunted house at Halloween and and just pretend and get scared and that get this adrenaline buzz and that's 98% of the unbelieving public and it's also most of the people in church on Sunday morning. There really is no difference between group two and three except the group three professes to be Christian. There's a wide swath of Christians who think so carnally and so fleshly that they don't believe in spiritual things. And so they agree with the world that this stuff is harmless entertainment, it's amusing diversions, it's curiosities that are harmless as long as I don't really believe in it. It's just fun. I'm not a fan of heavy metal anyway. And then there's spiritual Christians who understand that these things are real and that they are powerful and that they are deceiving and entrapping and they are our enemy and they're the enemies of God and We have to have absolutely nothing to do with it. It was so apparent to the people who had believed in Jesus for an hour in Ephesus that they had to burn all of their occult stuff. That they sacrificed instantly millions of dollars worth of stuff. But a whole bunch of you are so hard-hearted that you can go to a Halloween haunted house and decorate your house with all the same stuff and you justify it and think it's fine. It's all just fun and games. When people who hadn't known Jesus an hour, the first thing they knew they had to do was get rid of all of it. This is unclean. I realize that there's a a whole bunch I mean millions of American Christians that do not believe in witchcraft and spells and ghosts and all that stuff, but our missionaries do. You ask Oyvind and Inger, they told us some stories last Sunday night at our house when their, one of their children was, it didn't happen, but some people came to attempt to take their child out and sacrifice their baby son to ancestral gods and they didn't let them have that so a couple weeks later there was another child taken out in the woods and his head was stomped in human sacrifice is a thing in North America and in Central America the Kalers, Sarah's cousins that are missionaries in Tanzania who've been here um, I think three times they have some stories of witch doctors and, and not just your traditional crazed witch doctor wearing headdresses but but muslim imams cursing the christians with spells them finding talismans and things on their property and people having the entire congregation getting strange sicknesses and they'll find some object buried on the corner of their church building and when they burn it everybody is instantly healed that's spiritual it isn't superstitious because they didn't know it when they got sick. Like, oh, we'll blame, we'll blame the witch doctors. No, they find it and they burn it and it's gone. 
Pastor Josh, his aunt and uncle are in Indonesia, or were, or they are still, and yeah, they belong to a denomination that doesn't believe in any spiritual stuff, including the Holy Spirit. They found out real quick, spiritual stuff, good and bad, is real, and you're not going to survive unless you live in reality. So back to these witches that are trying to curse our Supreme Court justice and our president. What's the point? What are they trying to do? Well, you can listen to their words. You can hear words like rage and justice and power and influence. And what all witchcraft is, is an attempt to manipulate circumstances through spiritual power. That's really all of it. That's it's a seance. That's a spell. That's a, anything. It's an attempt to manipulate to get a result that I want using spiritual power it's motivated by selfishness and fear you heard those two words a couple weeks ago selfishness and fear it's people who want to either control results or i want to know the future so that i can have control you know i'm I'm contacting my astrologer so that i can get the winning lottery numbers and become a billionaire whatever it's trying to control or punish people that i don't like there's major revenge and hatred in their language. I mean, from yesterday. It's, it's revenge, it's hatred, it's pride, it's selfishness, it's unforgiveness. There's always money involved. Yeah, I, I didn't tell you about this, but it cost $10 per person to attend this event yesterday, and half of it was going to go to Planned Parenthood to pay for abortions. The other half was going to go to an LGBT youth group. So again, you can see the coalition there that is satanic. And it's in Acts too, where the the sorcerer Simon comes to Peter and tries to buy the power of the Holy Spirit. And Peter curses him. As Paul cursed this guy, Elymas, made him blind. There's always sexual sin involved with witchcraft. The Old Testament uses language of adultery and prostitution for idol worship and occult witchcraft stuff. God calls it the harlotry of witchcraft. Prostitution and adultery equal occult and witchcraft and idol worship in the Old Testament. And and it also says that lust is witchcraft. The woman in the beginning of Proverbs, the first seven chapters, is putting a spell on the man so that he is not thinking straight. Those of you guys who've been captive to lust, you know what that feels like. You're not thinking straight. So it's a satanic whirlwind of sin and problems that motivates people into these things. And it isn't going to just stay political. The American church doesn't have to deal with things that Christians in Indonesia or Tanzania or Tibet have to deal with, but it isn't going to stay that way. If you are a skeptic now, you won't be in a decade or so. The first time I ever heard of this in America was there was a group of witches that cursed President Bush after 9-11 and the Iraqi war started and all of that. I never heard of anything like that before. 
I suppose that it happened, but not openly. But it's everything about our culture and our media and our politics has changed. Everything has changed. It started with with the revolution of the 60s. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll and a cult all went together. It's not an accident that the Beatles and the Rolling Stones and Led Zeppelin and all those were, were seriously into drugs and witchcraft because they're the same word, actually, in the Bible, in Greek. The word for witchcraft is pharmakia. It's pharmacy. So more on that later. But everything has changed. And the fascination with, with occultic stuff and witchcraft stuff is only increasing. We have a generation of kids that grew up with Harry Potter and it's fun and innocent and entertainment and, and then when they get offended about something and want to look for power, they really believe in it. It's been on the fringes for 50 years. Can you believe it's been almost 50 years since 1970? That's wild. The cultic stuff has always been there. There's always been exorcist movies and witch ghost movies and things. It, it's been there all along. And it's, and it's been in music, popular music, rock music since the 60s. And, but we've had another change. In the last 10 years, things have changed as dramatically or maybe more than they did in the 60s. And it's not yet all shown exactly what all that's going to be. But this isn't going to stay just a small fringe group, and it isn't going to stay just aimed at politicians. We're going to have to figure out that there is a spiritual world full of spiritual beings that live in a higher dimension than we are able to experience or sense. And they can act and move in our lower dimension, but we cannot act and move in their higher dimension. But these people who think they're controlling them with chances and seance and sacrifices or the stars or anything else are completely fooled. They are not being controlled. They are, it's the people who are being controlled. And they draw their victims in with entertainment or curiosity or fear or promises of control and then their victims are trapped. The only hope that we have for freedom from or protection against those things is the blood of the name of Jesus. It is. In Christ, we're safe. We don't have to worry about, oh no, what if somebody curses me? Proverbs 26.2 says, Like a sparrow in its flitting or a swallow in its flying, a curse that is causeless cannot land. When Balaam tries to curse Israel... For money, King Balak tries to pay him to curse. And three times he goes up and he enters into his prophetic trance and he issues a blessing over Israel. And Balak keeps trying to pay Balaam more money and he even threatens to kill him. And Balaam says in Numbers 23, he says, There is no curse against Israel. Yea, God. Matthew 5, Jesus tells us how to respond to these things. I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you that you may be sons of your Father in heaven for he makes his sun rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the just and the unjust. 
Even when somebody flips me off, which happened just a couple weeks ago in traffic, I, it is my responsibility to bless them. I don't even think it's optional. Jesus isn't saying, be nice when somebody's mean to you. They just cursed you. The protection against that is to bless them. That's how real I think this stuff is. Jesus is not saying, be nice and smile and wave. He's saying, if they curse you, bless them. Humility and faith. Not fear and selfishness. Remember? Two weeks ago. Humility and faith. We do not fight back. We bless those who curse us. Somebody cusses you out, that's cursing. I'm not saying it has any power or access to you, but the, the assurity of that is that you don't let it get in your heart. And the way to not let it get in your heart is to bless them. So what has drawn these people to witchcraft is from their own language. It's unforgiveness, it's revenge, it's anger, it's unhealed pain, it's offense, it's a a desire for power and influence, even a desire for community. It's a perverse community that strokes their rage, that's their own word, but it's acceptance, nonetheless, it's what they're looking for. What draws these people to witchcraft is an offense that I am going to get my own justice, which is revenge, it's anger, it's unforgiveness, it's, I, I'm not questioning maybe even the, um, some or most or all of them weren't wronged, but it's unforgiveness it's, that turns to hatred and a desire for power at any cost, even grotesquely dark evil. Jesus said, if you even call somebody stupid, you're guilty of cursing them. If you even get sinfully angry, you've committed murder. If you lust in your heart, you've already committed adultery. So the sin of witchcraft is not just those Satanists out there. It's right here. If I let unforgiveness, if I let anger, if I... Let a desire, not just a desire, but a requirement for justice grow in my heart into hatred. I can be just as deceived as anybody else. And if I am praying in ways to try to get God to manipulate things the way I want them, I am a Christian witch. It's all witchcraft is. It's an attempt to get you spiritual power to turn events and people the way I want them to do it. And if they don't, I cut them off. I know a lot of Christians that do that and call it prayer. Just a few weeks ago, I had a woman who used to attend this church but now doesn't tell me, we need to go into the Spirit and pull on God and get Him to do these things. like, <laughs> No, we're not pulling on God. We're his children. He loves us and he hears our prayers and we're not manipulating God, nor other people, nor events. 
We pray with God, not my will, but yours be done. You can ask God anything you want to ask and ask for anything and ask for anything good for other people, but don't ask him to make somebody else do anything. And ultimately, as I ask God anything, as I ask him for things that I think are right, I always end those requests with, God, I realize I don't know what you want. Your will be done. Your kingdom come. And I will submit to it, whatever it is. Even when I'm praying to get out of horribly difficult, painful situations myself, when I'm praying, God, change this situation, change this person's heart, and even, even in that, I have to realize, God may tell me, like he told Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. I can't get so obsessed with getting an answer to my prayer that I miss what God is doing. So what about your anger? What about your offenses? We can't let them grow at all. One of the Bible words for uh, witches is mutterers. What do you do when you're really, really mad and you're by yourself? Got you on that one, didn't I? (laughs) You talk to yourself. You vent. You let them have it. You strategize about what you're going to say when you meet up. Hello? It's witchcraft. Mutterers. You'd have to go to a really old Bible translation to find that, but, but it's there. It's used multiple times, actually. Um, normally in the modern translations it just gets translated as sorcerer so you miss it but it's one it's one who speaks many words it's in the sense of incantation of meditating on rehearsing and so my kids yesterday Sarah and I fasted yesterday and we blessed Justice Kavanaugh all day long my kids knew that and they were asking so is it real dad is it really going to work I said well I really, truly believe that most of these people are just goofing off. They hate Justice Kavanaugh, no, no doubt about that, and they want to be part of the circus. Uh, but I'm not sure that they have real, dark, spiritual power because they aren't completely given over to it. They're just playing around with it. But I said, there may be somebody in the group who is completely... Holy, W-H-O-L-L-Y, who is wholly given over to that and actually has some spiritual authority. I don't know. But what I told them is, and I tell you now, their, if their witchcraft doesn't work, it's only because they are not wholly given over to it in the same way that so many Christians' prayers don't work. Because you aren't holy. Spiritual authority comes from holiness. The people who play around with devil stuff usually don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're playing with. But they're not actually really accomplishing anything either. But there's a lot of Christians who are just playing around with it too. Hello! 
When the Satanist needs something, well, then we'll have a ceremony and we'll curse the person we don't like. When the Christian needs something, well, I'll go to God and ask him for what I need. But it's the people who are really, truly, completely given over to it in their heart that have the authority, both dark and light, for good and evil. It's the people who have completely given up all else in life and are dedicated, which is what the word holiness means. I'm dedicated to this. It's all I do. It's all I am. I'm given over to this God. That's where your power comes from. Humility and faith. Blessing. Those are our answers. We bless those who curse us. We bless those that are being cursed. We even bless those doing the cursing. Some of you maybe need to go home and burn some movies. Some Halloween decorations. Some music. I don't know. I leave that up to you. If you want to bring it to me, I'll burn it. Be great. You can have a weenie roast. Back behind the church. Be great. <laughs> I'm just joking. Some of you need to get serious and dedicated. Quit playing around. You're playing around with both sides. Choose one or the other. Be holy. You can't have both. It's time to get serious. Some of you have been being cursed. People speaking really ugly, nasty words against you. They wouldn't call it a witchcraft curse, but it is. It was just cussing. It's hate. It's slander or accusations. Bless them. Really, truly, joyfully, peacefully bless them. Get your heart to a place where you can honestly pray for their good. Some of you have been doing the cursing. I'm certainly not calling it that, I know, but maybe it's unforgiveness or maybe it's just the way, the way you pray is so selfish and you saw it for the first time this morning. Father, not my will, but yours be done. Sorry I've been so insistent and so obsessed with this thing, demanding that you do it. I submit to your will in peace. Amen? Amen. Lord, we love you, we bless you, we praise you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that leads us, that inhabits us, Lord. Lord, we bless our president and our Supreme Court justices. Your word says to pray for our leaders. It says, do not curse a ruler of your people. So we bless them, Lord. We speak your grace and your peace, your wisdom upon their intelligence and their rightful authority. And we ask you, Lord, that your will would be done. Your word says that you direct the heart of the king like a river wherever you want it to go. So ask for your will to be done. Not any political party's plans, not any group's plans, Lord, not even each individual person in authority, Lord, but your will. Not even what we think should happen, Lord. We say your will be done and your kingdom come in our country and our state, our schools, our county, and our churches, Lord. Your will be done. Lord, we bless those who are doing the cursing. We ask you to give them a Holy Ghost haunting 
that they would come to Jesus, that you would reveal Christ to them and set them free from their unforgiveness, from their rage, from their offense. Set them free from the prison that is their own heart. Show them real spiritual power in love and humility and forgiveness. That forgiveness is the greatest power there is. It is the power to rewrite history. Lord, we bless those that have cursed us, that have been angry, that have been offended, that have lied against us, or who have not understood and accused us of wrong motives. We bless them, Lord. Those that have caused dissension in our families. We bless our families, our neighbors, our coworkers, our classmates. We bless them in Jesus' name. Lord, forgive us for praying selfish, manipulative prayers. We submit to your perfect will. Lord, forgive us for flirting around with the cultic stuff. We renounce it. We repent of it. We'll have nothing to do with it. The movies, the music, the games, none of it. We want to be holy to you. In Jesus' name. Amen.